All right, everyone, welcome to the Toasty Kettle Podcast, where we help you connect with the past through food. My name is James, I'm your host, and today is episode 87. Now, my last episode landed mid-November. It's been a while, folks. <laughs> I hope you have all gotten through the holidays safely and that you're well into a fantastic new year. It's taken some time to get episodes out lately, even though we haven't had a weekly episode, people have continued to find the show and listen. And I want to thank you all for digging through past episodes and continuing to support the show. As I mentioned, today's episode 87. That means I have 86 other great episodes and interviews for you to check out. So make sure you go back and listen. And as always, if you like what you hear, make sure you subscribe to the show. That way you're never going to miss future episodes when they drop. And if you really like the show, feel free to leave a few words in a review wherever you get your podcasts. Now for today's show. Research shows that 80% of New Year's resolutions are abandoned by February. Some of the most common resolutions center around living healthy and losing weight. And if you're one of the 20% that's still holding on, this episode's for you. And today we're going to talk about the amazing goodness that is Krispy Kreme Donuts. Now, a couple weeks ago, I found myself in the car on a cold February morning. I had my two boys bundled and buckled in the back seat, and we were on the hunt for donuts. And some of Utah's Best Donuts were just down the street where we used to live. However, our new place is located in what I think has to be a donut desert. We have the grocery store donuts, and we have Krispy Kreme donuts. Now, Krispy Kreme always elicits a sort of nostalgia in my life. Growing up, I was active in Scouts, and I participated in countless service projects. And all of these service projects had one thing in common. If the project took place in the evening, we were served Little Caesars. And if the scouting was in the morning, then the reward was Krispy Kreme donuts. They always seemed to overestimate the amount of donuts actually needed at these events. And there were always plenty of donuts to go around. As I pulled into the drive-thru, I couldn't help but chuckle to myself as I remembered a particular activity where I was dared to eat a dozen Krispy Kremes on my own, and I proudly downed 13. Now, I know that Krispy Kreme can be polarizing. People seem to love it or hate it. It's another chain. Uh, the beautiful thing about today's episode is that you don't have to love Krispy Kreme to enjoy hearing about its history. So let's talk about the history. What is the history of Krispy Kreme? Now, I was sitting in the drive-thru, I was started to wonder, how did this place get its start? Well, the story starts in 1933 in Paducah, Kentucky. Ishmael Rudolph owned a small general store that served a variety of goods. And his nephews, Vernon and Louis Rudolph, began working for him, selling his ever-popular donuts. The origin of the recipe is up for debate. The consensus seems to be that the recipe was purchased from a French chef in New Orleans. 
The recipe was a yeast raised donut recipe, and these donuts were a big success. During the Great Depression, the general store struggled. Ishmael and Vernon moved to Nashville to continue selling their donuts. They hoped that the larger city would bring more business their way. In 1937, Vernon decided to strike out on his own. He moved to Winston-Salem, North Carolina, and began supplying donuts to local grocery stores. That's right, folks. Krispy Kreme started as a wholesale business, uh, supplying donuts to the grocery stores. People passing by on the street could smell the donuts, and it didn't take long for people to start begging Vernon to sell them some donuts. Now, Vernon was ever the entrepreneur, and he didn't want to pass up this opportunity. So he literally cut a hole in the wall in the side of his building so that he could have a window to sell donuts to people on the sidewalk. People went crazy for these donuts, and popularity soared. The 40s and 50s brought enough success to support a small chain of donut shops. However, like any restaurant that starts to get big and expand, they really struggle with consistency. Each shop followed the same recipe. However, they were made from scratch using different equipment, and ultimately the results were a little different. They created a mix plant. This allowed them to mix massive batches of dry ingredients together, so that you really just had to add those wet ingredients and you're in business. Now each store could use the same dry mix, and just like that, the consistency improved, and the magical donut conveyor that we all know and love was born. Now they fixed the consistency problems with the recipe, the company focused on a consistent image across their stores. (laughs) During the 60s and 70s, each store began to sport the same iconic green tile roofs, and the Heritage Road signs. And in 1973, another challenge hit the chain when their founder, Vernon Rudolph, died. The company was then sold to Beatrice Foods Company in 1976. Now, during the next phase of business, you know, they really hit their stride, hit their heyday in the 90s. They had tremendous backing from celebrities and pop culture, In the 2000s, the company went public and entered a next phase of rapid expansion. On April 5th, they went public and quickly ballooned to over 400 locations. For a few years, things couldn't be better. However, by 2005, the stock had plummeted and the company began to close their less profitable locations. Analysts felt certain that the chain had expanded too quickly and had oversaturated various markets, and as a result, (laughs) we saw rapid closures of Krispy Kreme stores around the country. In 2016, the company returned to private ownership. Now, I remember this phase of rapid growth. Several Krispy Kreme locations opened up near me in the early 2000s, and after a few years, only one location remained, and it wasn't particularly close. I'm happy that we finally have a location close by again. There's something magical about walking in and being smacked in the face with that heavenly aroma. It's hypnotic watching the endless line of donuts march toward that cascading waterfall of delicious glaze. 
I often get lost for a moment and almost forget why I'm there in the first place. Over the years, we can talk about some interesting flavors now. Over the years, Krispy Kreme has released many seasonal flavors. In the 2020s, they got in on the pumpkin spice craze that hit the <laughs> hit the country when everyone had a pumpkin spice flavor. In 2007, the chain tried to get in on the health craze. So for those of you still holding on to your New Year's resolution, this one might be for you. They released a whole wheat donut. <laughs> That's right, <laughs> a whole wheat donut. It actually had fiber and was lower in calories. But there's just something about a whole wheat donut that gives me the shivers. Now, an interesting flavor I would have loved to try was released in 2010. It was inspired by the Southern Soda Cheerwine. It was sold in stores in North and South Carolina during July of that same year. They were so popular that the store in Salisbury, North Carolina, continued to sell them after July 31st. Salisbury is where Cheerwine is produced. And if you've never had Cheerwine, it's incredible. You're missing out. The donut had an encore performance in July of 2011, and... Again, personally, I would have loved to try this donut. So I'm going to wrap up today with some fun facts about Krispy Kreme. We remember that Vernon moved his operation to Winston-Salem, North Carolina. But do you know why? Of course not. That's why you're listening to the show, right? So apparently, this move to North Carolina was inspired by his favorite cigarette brand, Camel. They were based out of Winston-Salem, and Vernon thought that if they could be successful there, so could he. Another fact, Krispy Kreme donuts might contain potato. The secret recipe is locked up at headquarters. However, food historians believe that it's possible that mashed potatoes are the secret ingredient. And potato donuts are a thing. Uh, if you want a light, fluffy donut, apparently that's the way to get there. At one point in its history, Krispy Kreme sold pizza. Why not, right? They were so they're they're actually again pretty successful with it too. However, today they just stick with donuts and coffee. Their original logo has been referred to as the bow tie, and it was trademarked in 1955. It was designed by architect Benny Dinkins. In 1992, the hot donuts now sign was installed. This let anyone driving by know that they will be rewarded with something warm and delicious if they stop in. Today, the chain has embraced technology, and you can just look at their app to know when the donuts are hot from the fire. In certain markets, unsold donuts aren't thrown out. Instead, they're turned into pig feed. That's fascinating. Those pigs are eaten well. Today, Krispy Kreme has over 1,400 locations. And each store will make, on average, 20 million donuts each year. That's a lot of donuts. That's incredible. Well, that's all I have for you today. Again, if you like what you heard, make sure you subscribe to the show and tell a friend. Until next time. 